Hello, welcome to episode number one of Blooming with Gracie Who. Today we are going to talk about loss and retrieval of parts of the soul. Gracie here, I've been a therapist for 18 years, an astrologer with 31 years of studies already, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. My proposal is to help you deal better with yourself, with others and with life. Everything has a why, a what for and a how. Do you want to understand certain situations and change your reality for better? Want to evolve as a human being? So stay here and let's have a conversation. Loss and retrieval of parts of the soul. It's a very serious matter with serious consequences in a person's life, but little is studied and disclosed. Shamanism is more familiar with it and uses specific material elements and rituals for the purpose of the retrieval. It's necessary for a shaman. He's a kind of priest properly prepared, initiated and trained. And it's necessary that person, the shaman, to do what is called an astral unfolding or astral projection. So in this way, he alone undertakes a journey through the spiritual world, which is not the astral world where disincarnated spirits live. It's uh, another dimension, uh, the spiritual world, and the, the shaman goes there in search of an individual soul in order to bring it back to their physical body. But I use a different technique because traditional shamanism, it's no tradition actually. So, and today we, well, the world itself evolved so it was necessary for us to have a more modern tool to, to, to do the same job, basically. So I was always in contact with high spirituality in my whole life. Spirituality was always the, you know, the, the main part of my entire life. So I received in uh, many years ago uh, this learning and these modern techniques to do soul retrieval. And uh, it seems to me that uh, the higher spirituality was already uh, seeing the, the need for, for us to use the more modern technique, the more, my, more dynamic technique to do it because the traditional shamanism requires the client to be with the shaman in person. So, but now with this pandemic and the quarantine, it's just impossible to do a soul retrieval in, in person. And I do it, you know, uh, in a long distance using the internet. I really don't need to be with the client because energy has no space. So that's the main difference between the, the technique I use and the traditional technique used by shamans. And also, I don't need specific rituals or materials like uh, using a small drum and uh, relaxation techniques with the client. Uh, so it's, um, it's a different technique that uh, I had the opportunity to learn, I had, had the merit to learn with the spirituality. At a certain point of my life, I had access through astral projections to this, um, to differenti differentiated and advanced knowledge of therapy techniques, not only for doing the, the soul retrieval, but the other techniques to 
to perform uh, different kinds of uh, work. So intuitively, I started to use it, to use them in my those techniques in my professional practice. And to my and my clients' surprise, they proved to be extremely effective with immediate results. So I became familiar with the concept of, for example, sabotaging subpersonalities, which is a subject for another episode. And so, and I became familiar also with the concept of soul retrieval. At the first moment, everything was new to me. And the most curious and interesting thing was that on some very deep level, I already knew what to do and how to do in a session with a client. And the case came up and unfolded. My confidence in the process and in myself as an instrument has always been absolute. And the 100% success rate just kept it that up. I never counted how many cases I dealt with. I just know that all were successful at the end of the sessions. The work of retrieving lost parts of the soul for me was always very intuitive and uh, I always felt like I was, I am actually guided by invisible and superior intelligences and uh, also I I realized in my practice that uh, the client when they come to me they seem to be very ready for that experience like uh, mature enough to go through that retrieval and uh, it, it's something that um, you know of course for me, there's a spiritual guidance uh, for that process and also a spiritual protection for doing this because I never know what I will find out and uh, in what kind of situation the soul will be in what kind of place if it is in danger or, or not. So that's why I need really, you know, like an invisible protection and uh, in this this case i will use the you know i will define the soul as a feminine noun because in portuguese soul is alma and alma comes from latin and meaning you know the, it's the essence of the person what i call soul is also called as higher self you know the your the divine part of a being and uh, in portuguese we have i am half brazilian half chinese and i was um, born and raised in brazil so uh, portuguese is my first language in in portuguese we have a word for to define when someone someone is is feeling just discouraged in portuguese it is desanimado desanimado has the word anima in it so anima comes from the ancient latin which means soul anima in latin is uh, is alma soul so for us in portuguese the word soul is feminine and uh, I will use it as, I will refer to, 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 to the soul as she, okay? Not it or and not he. So I just wanted to make it clear. Maybe I was a shaman in a past life or maybe I was just ready for this job in the current one. I don't know, I'm not sure. What I do know is that if it's not something that can be taught to anyone indiscriminately on weekend courses, or maybe it can, however, certain internal conditions, in addition to specific skills and abilities, are necessary for someone to perform a successful retrieval. And as I said before, not to mention protection and spiritual guidance. 
And what do I mean by uh, specific skills and abilities? Well, my soul has been very present to me for the things, you know, start, it started like many years ago. I feel the difference when the, my soul is in me, like embodied in me, because it's a much better version of myself. So I couldn't perform a soul retrieval if I didn't have my soul with me because, you know, I can't talk to other souls and uh, other people's souls talk to me. So it's, uh, it's something that if I wasn't with my soul present in the whole process, it actually guiding me because the soul is really a higher intelligence, much more wise, much wiser than ourselves. And uh, she knows everything because she's, you know, the part of an extension of God. It's the divine part of us. So if I wasn't with my own soul in, uh, in the process of uh, soul retrieval, the others the soul of the other person would realize it and wouldn't feel so confident in me for you know to perform that that process of the retrieval so it is necessary you know to 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 have your soul very strong in yourself you know a very uh, strong and close relationship with your own soul to talk to another person's soul one thing that's very curious about doing soul retrievals is that I I like to use this image of a pearl necklace. Once I work with the, the, the first part of the soul, uh, the, the others feel feel like excited to to come up too because they they sense that oh someone is listening to us is paying attention to us so now we can like go out of where we are now hidden or lost and uh, for the client uh, going through the a session like this the sensations are very vivid for you know when i use this these techniques because the client takes part in the whole process i don't use any kind of hypnosis to do this, uh, I don't need any, as I said before, any any ritual. So I just uh, have this ability to access someone's unconscious, and I use my own magnetism to to spread spread you know and involve involve the my clients in in this. So the person the client can can. You know take part in the whole process and uh, not only seeing everything that comes up from their unconscious but also feeling though as as if they were you know really really experienced actually they are really experienced the the process in another dimension it's like projecting the the consciousness to another dimension different from this physical one. So the, the, the person experiences the entire process consciously and without the need or of a deep relaxation, for example, um, in order to achieve an altered state of consciousness. It's all very simple, dynamic, and the individual sees mentally and feels in their body without my suggestion, suggestion and without the shadow of a doubt. Everything that happens in the retrieval and is very vivid for them. And at the end of the session, which, which generally takes like 20 to 30 minutes it's very quick and and efficient and at the end of the process the person can feel the difference a big difference in their body like uh, if you are 
what are the, the main what's the main consequence of losing a part of your soul you feel an emptiness in your chest so at the end of the process it's of course uh, if not not if all the cases are very successful at the end so the, the client feels you know that uh, that emptiness you know was fulfilled by something they feel that uh, they they, they experience a sensation of feeling complete because of course the soul is back <laughs> uh, you may want to know how after all it is possible to lose a part of the soul other healing traditions which use techniques different than mine speak of traumatic events as causing disrupture and separation such as accidents illnesses and the loss or death of a loved one just to simplify the complex any situation in life which can which caused a deep pain in the being could cause his soul to go away somewhere in the spiritual world in order to escape from that suffering in my experience it's not the soul as a whole that can go away but a part of it in this way a single person may have several parts lost and needing to be retrieved which parts and how many well i used to say that i only know the size and depth of a hole when i go down it that is how i discover the answer only during the therapy process with a client however it's possible to have single sessions to deal with specific cases and one session is enough to carry out a retrieval and as i said before the individual already feels a considerable difference at the end of it and uh, i felt the need to talk about to start my podcast talking about this this issue the re soul retrieval because we, we here right right now in the world we are experiencing uh, you know this pandemic this huge pandemic with you know so sad and hard consequences for so many people in the world there are so many people really suffering with you know the loss of a loved one and uh, this has been very particular because you, you imagine someone you really love got sick with covid and goes to an icu and because every everyone is isolated you cannot visit them at the hospital and uh, what if they just pass if they die you, you cannot even say goodbye because you know the body will be in a in a closed bag and the coffin will be you know you you can the family cannot not even open the coffin you know to say the the last goodbye so you you cannot just like you know go to um a funeral you know the way we used to know a funeral because it the funeral is like a ritual for us to say goodbye you know to accept the new reality that the loved one is gone but uh, with this pandemic people are just not allowed to say goodbye you know in the in a traditional way so it's the feeling of an emptiness is much more impactful for them because they feel like uh, now where is that person I, I love so much you know they left and home and they they never came back so it, you know it's it's so strange for so many people in the world right now and uh, if if you see the you know the people in general the mental mental health for so many uh, is becoming 
such a large issue right now. And the cases of depression is going so high, so high with this. Uh, because if, if you lose someone you really love in this, you know, stupid way, you know, so, so suddenly and uh, for so many people, they like lose the purpose in their life. They feel this emptiness and this lack of purpose in their, in their, their lives. So depression for traditional medicine is considered a disease with no cure. And uh, for the WHO, officially there's no cure for depression. There's only treatment for it. So the person can go to the a psychotherapy and take drugs to to be able to live um, a, a regular life, a pro more productive life. But uh, because sometimes the the balance of the chemical balance in their brains are really really bad, so in this case the the hard cases of depression, um, the medicine can can be helpful to rebalance the the chemistry in in the brain, but uh, it's not really a physical disease the, the body presents the symptoms but uh, well medicine traditional medicine doesn't offer a cure for depression because they don't know it they don't even know it exists a, a, a real cure they, they medicine cannot guarantee if you have depression and you you go to therapy and take medicine and then you will be okay and cured for the rest of your life there's always you know the, the risk for you to have another episode again so you you have to watch your yourself but uh, the the thing is every imbalance in terms of emotional and emotional Emotion and uh, mental, and uh, is has a cause in the spiritual level. So, as an independent spiritualist, ah, uh, my point of view is that depression is a disease of the spirit, and is caused by the loss of the soul that emptiness sensation you know what the, the the patient really feels it's lack of something in them it's lack of lack of life lack of joy of living and uh, those are characteristics of the soul the, the soul is is responsible for you know the joy of living so it's a very different approach but uh, as a therapist with this unique approach and uh, I know that a soul retrieval can really cure this emptiness sensation because I, I deal with you know cause and effect not in a karma sense but if you if you want to change the effect you need to work on the cause. There's no other way to change the effect. If you are working hard and you are not already, you know, changing or eliminating the effects, then you didn't reach the, the cause yet. And how do you know that you reached the cause? because you see a change in the effects or you know the, the change or, or either they they change or they are gone and that's it that's how you know you did the right thing but because if you don't see the results you expect 
then you are not doing it right maybe your technique is failing maybe you you just maybe the technique is okay but you are not using it the, the way you should you may ask how do i know that the the soul retrieval that i do really works for you know some specific cases of especially you know this emptiness feeling well because not only as i said before how the client feels themselves at the end of the session for them there is no doubt that something really happened in a, in a subtle and also very deep level which was very effective so practical effects on daily life can be seen also the next day and are long lasting as long as the person keeps their part in the negotiated and agreed deal with the soul portion so the soul returns to to that person and why did i say negotiated and agreed deal because depending on the case i am basically a negotiator so i have to negotiate with the soul to have her coming back to to the person because she may need some she may have some requirements or uh, things she wants the the person to change in their behavior she she may just have a, a condition to to come back so i always give them that the give the soul the option what do you want to go back it's really a negotiation and i need the client to agree with that deal so and if if the client accepts the conditions then and the soul always agree to the agrees to to come back i have never had a case uh, it didn't work but the thing is if the person doesn't follow the you know doesn't doesn't keep the the part of the 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 deal well the soul may go away again actually i never had a, a case like this when i had to do to to retrieve the same part of the soul twice it never happened before because it, it's so good to have the soul back that you, you will do everything to to keep her with you so uh, but there is there is always a risk you have to keep your part on of the deal when i do a work with a retrieval of a lost part of the soul it's common for the client to observe clear changes in themselves over the days it's like feeling more like themselves more like the the best version of themselves and i discovered with practice the soul is willful and can decide to leave or separate without great apparent reasons uh, well it doesn't necessarily have to happen a traumatic event that creates a lot of pain like says the traditional shamanism it can be like a it can sound sounds like a silly reason for the the soul to go away but it's not really silly for for her uh, it's common to lose several parts throughout life especially in childhood when we are still very impressionable and we feel attacked by things that as adults we wouldn't give so much importance to but even from the lessons it's possible to lose parts of soul sometimes the soul leaves not because of a terrible and painful situation which if which her found difficult to endure but because it she was so contradicted which is also a way of violence violence and respect so the soul may feel so contradicted and ignored then she just decides to disappear 
Uh, and this is a very common occurrence in rational and logical people to the extreme. You know the kind of people who live too much in their minds, their heads, you know, like listening only to their neurotic heads as if they were a robot obeying orders and following a procedure manual. Uh, machines have no soul because they don't need to feel right so many people are just like machines a machine you just turn them uh, turn it on that you know that key they are so programmed and once you turn the machine on they it follows the auto autopilot and there are so many people like that out there people who neglect their feelings their wills and lack of wills people that become making machines you no know, machines of taking care of others machines of of to to make money to work and to pay the bills uh, you know basically they are so less people because they don't feel anymore or if they feel they prefer not to pay attention to their feelings because they are so guided and uh, obeying their mental you know demandings that they 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 really they're much more mental people and and logical and rational in such cases the soul may prefer to go to live in another place in the you know the spiritual world for example if the individual never listens to to the soul if they are if he or she is not even interested in her existence ignoring her completely would you insist on trying to talk to someone who refuses to listen to you well i wouldn't and i would also give up and leave so the soul thinks like this one hour or another the person gets tired of suffering becomes humble surrenders and then i can return to be accepted because life is eternal and the soul being part of god knows it very well and uh, you know the person have has all the eternity you know to mature and to to be tired of suffering and uh, you know to surrender and become humble and it's also possible and even quite common unfortunately for someone to lose the taste or the joy of living over time due to a succession of disappointments and hurts in life either with themselves with others and or with life you know if you had if you are in a certain mature age already and you you probably experience many frustrations and disappointments and uh, maybe regrets in your life and uh, because things didn't go as you wanted and dreamed one day if as you grow older you can become gradually more discouraged and melancholic seeing no sense in continuing here you, you know like really losing the taste of living the, the joy of living and such individuals no longer live they you can see this in many elderly they only survive waiting for the end of their days you know remembering the good days but you know they don't see any purpose or, or join their lives anymore they just become sad and depressed when someone can no long no longer find a reason in life and their existence becomes a tedious succession of days in black and white the thing is already complicated and you don't necessarily need to be old 
to feel like that. Many young people, you know, in their 20s or 30s, already feel like that. Like, uh, the, you know, they are so bored and uh, with their own life and see no meaning and purpose in being here. Another type of situation is the loss of a certain part of the soul to have occurred in a past incarnation, not necessarily in the previous one, which means that the, the person has already reincarnated, started this life, or has been reincarnating successively without an important aspect of their being. So they are so accustomed, they doesn't even remember how they were more complete one day and it seems normal to them to be so, let's say, unmotivated, fragile, fearful or insecure in certain life situations. It's like uh, the, the person was born already, you know, with this melanch mel melancholy with this sadness, with this emptiness, and because the, they, they grew up like this, it, it, they don't have, you know, a memory of being different or better, better in this life. So it seems pretty normal to them to be like this. And yet they can live with other people, they can they can have relatives or friends who are just the same. So they, they, they just think, oh, it's normal to be like this. This is life. Life is hard. You cannot be happy or smiling all the time. And um, it's considered just, you know, normal of, for being like this. Another curious aspect is that the soul may decide to live to be with another person that she likes very much. To be with someone who lives in another city or country or more, more commonly someone who died. It's a, a situation like this. Your soul just like or doesn't like someone. It's just like that. It's very simple. But if your soul really loves someone and for any reason you cannot be with that person your soul can decide to go with that person to be with them instead of being with you because you know she loves that particular being so much that cannot can stand to be without them and uh, it, it doesn't matter if the the loved one you know is actually living in this world or not it, it the, the person can go to change can move to another city or country due to you know business or or education or whatever or the, the person can actually die and uh, your soul can decide just to go with them. And sadness and grief can cause the rupture, you know, the, the loss of that part of the soul. And when it, it happens, um, the ability to love someone else, it's like losing it. It, it's gone, you know, the, the, what the, the person experiences instead is like apathy in the chest. Because the, the soul who is responsible for, for the good feelings, for loving, is gone to be with the loved one that is not here anymore. So that that that's the the main cause actually yeah the, the main cause of uh, real depression after uh, grief after you know losing uh, a loved one in a soul retrieval an important point to consider is whether the lost portion 
is just scared, afraid to come back and suffer again, or if it is in fact revolted with the individual for something uh, he or she has done. For, like, for example, ignoring the soul or treating, treating her bad. Each case is unique and requires a specific approach of dialogue and negotiation. And there comes, you know, the skill, the, the ability I developed to do this type of work since it's about dealing with an individuality. If the soul doesn't trust me to the or the is better if the soul doesn't trust my client for example to the point of feeling safe to return she may refuse to do so and then it's necessary you know to try again in another time but fortunately i have had very positive results so far but i had a specific case many years ago with a woman, it was the most hard attempt to retrieve a soul, because it, uh, as I said, I usually take like 20 to 30 minutes to, to complete a soul retrieval, and I use an intelligence, intelligent and powerful force in the, in the client's unconscious. It's a, it's a force that I call the power animal. It's similar to the power animal of the shamanism, but uh, my concept of it, it's much more complex than that. So I use the power animal of the person. I, I, I make my client to get in touch with that inner animal, inner force because it's this power animal who knows where the lost part of the soul is and how to get there. And um, that's why I need with this specific technique, I need the client to take part in the whole process because I need, I need them, you know, to, to be conscious of what they are doing because I need to use their own power animal. I could do it and I actually can do a soul retrieval on my own. But it's much more, but it's it would be like a very rare case. But uh, I, I rather have the clients, you know, doing this with me because at the end of the, the session, it would be, you know, unquestionable what really happened because the, the, the client can really feel the whole experience and has no doubt that something really happened. It's, it would be much more, much more different if I would just, you know, tell the, the story, you know, what I did, what I found and what I saw and what I, I told to the soul. It's much more um, interesting if the, the client takes part in it. And uh, so, as I was saying, it's very important uh, for the soul to feel safe enough or to trust the per uh, the person enough to come back and it's my part in the in this work to negotiate to you know to to really assure the soul that she can go back come back and the, the client will you know will respect the deal and uh, that's why it it is necessary you know once once a client have the first soul retrieval session with me um, they can try to retrieve another part of their soul alone because they already as as long as they were taking part in the whole process they know the technique already so they can try to do it again alone without me but uh, depending on 
on the you know why the soul left she won't trust the person again and that's why you know my role in this this process is so important because you know i am neutral and i'm working for the good of, of everyone so it's much easier for the soul to trust in me than on the the person and uh, because the soul can feel my not only confident about me but the, she can feel you know my strength and uh, you know and my my firm position in, in completing that uh, that process successfully and uh, it, if in the the subject of this this episode i i wrote parts of the soul and why is that is that it, because you, you can lose many and it's possible to retrieve more than one part in the same session also it's rare but the, if the different parts are related to the same original situation that led to the loss of the first one yes i can i can retrieve both however it's worth noting that there is no guarantee again that that the retrieved portion will not go away again it depends on the person keeping their part of the deal for the return which implies taking care of the soul with love and respect giving her attention and protection considering that everything in the universe is energy and matter is condensed energy and energy has no distance in my work there is no need for personal contact with the client therefore especially with this quarantine and pandemic even though i'm far away geographically i can connect with the person to see and feel the experience of the retrieval together with them as if i was in a kind of film when the soul accepts to return and is integrated with the individual, uh, he Im or she immediately feels the effect on, of death in their body through sensations that he, they didn't have until then. It's a very vivid experience. And, and with this positive presence, the negative behavioral aspects of before just, just disappear. All the fear, the sadness, the emptiness, the apathy, the lack of confidence, whatever the part of the retrieved soul brings back to the person. It's, you know, just the, the bad feelings, the bad behavior aspect is gone because you know what was missing is already there um, and despite the happy ending of all sessions i already had so far and along you know it was it has been many years already i think 10 years something like that the, and despite the happy ending not every retrieval is pleasant and why is that because I have already found soul parts in a dark and isolated cave, for example, as well as in a cage, imprisoned, ragged and abandoned since the past existence, for example. I had a case where the soul of a client was really in a cage, you know, abandoned since, you know, wearing clothes from you know a different century and the woman was having a life and it, it was not just this first life without that part of her soul she was experiencing a life and another life 
with low, very low self-esteem, you know, with no sense of value of herself. And for her, that was very, very normal to for living like this. But when we found out her soul in that situation, it, well, that was one of the most sad situations I saw a soul in because I couldn't, you know, complete the retrieval. Usually at the end of the session, I I make the, the person to merge to their soul, you know, like feeling their soul entering their bodies. But in this case, her soul was in such poor, you know, so such a sad situation and I couldn't, I couldn't just you know, finish the session, the retrieval in the, the way I usually do. I had to ask like a spiritual guardian to take her soul to a place, a healing place in the spiritual world. Sometimes very, that happens very rarely, but the, sometimes I, I really need to take the, the part of the soul to a healing place in the spiritual world, which I know, and let the soul there for a while to really not heal, but recover. And then when the soul is okay, and uh, I can complete the, the retrieval, because if the soul is in a very bad situation, I cannot make the merging, otherwise the person will feel even worse and that's not the the purpose of the the work right and uh, also I, I want you to think if the best version of an individual is not with them what can be expected in emotional and behavioral terms in everyday life you are not with your best version so you can expect low self-esteem or a lack of self-confidence, exaggerated lack of affection, lack of joy of living, and deep and continuous sadness, including clinical depression, lack of courage and boldness, lack of general motivation, lack of purpose or meaning in life. Ultimately, the loss of a part of the soul causes a void that can only be filled by the soul. So, how can you know if you've lost a part, if not several, of your soul to try to get it back? So, I will give you some examples so of symptoms, so you can maybe have an idea or at least think about um, Maybe I've lost a part of my soul. That's why I feel this way. I need to get it back. Uh, so here are my tips for you to think about. Is there a time in your life that you don't remember much? As if time had passed, your body was there, but not your consciousness. It's a kind of blackout in the memory. You know you lived that period of your life, obviously, but you can't remember much. It's very likely that you had experienced a little before a very difficult and painful situation for you at the time, which caused the loss of a part of your soul. You don't remember the after because your essence was simply not there. That happened to me. I barely have memories from my college. It, it was four years, you know, a long period of time, but I barely have memories. I, I remember details of jobs that I had at that time, but college in its, itself, I don't remember much and I have a great memory because uh, when I, I started to, to work with Soul Retrieval, I, real, I realized I lost a very 
important part of my soul in high school because high school for me was like paradise it was a very extremely happy period of time for me and and when it uh, it finished i was so sad i cried so much in the last days of school and because i was not going to see my friends and more and uh, you know uh, everybody and uh, and the beginning of uh, college for me was just terrible was so sad and uh, when i realized that uh, part of my soul remained in that in high school i had to go back to you know to to do the retrieval and then i could it was you know a big experience for me because the the rupture of not having that high school life anymore was so drastic so dramatic i suffered so much with that finishing you know that uh, part of me is like stayed like stuck in time and um, in, in another dimension didn't want my part of my soul didn't just want to to go on you know going to to college and living a different life with different people in a different reality in a different place that what that was what happened to me and um, so basically if you you have a period of your life that you don't remember much it may be a sign that you you lost a part of your soul uh, due to a traumatic emotional experience uh, right before that uh, that period uh, this is commonly called selective memory which is when the person only remembers what suits them however in the face of certain traumatic circumstances our soul may simply not be able to endure so much pain and go away to the spiritual world examples of the most common events accident surgery abuse and abuse can be physical or psychological violence or sexual abuse for example any kind of physical or psychological violence uh, another example um, end of a happy phase of life by moving to another city changing educational institution or changing jobs um, another example loss of a loved one by death voluntary or forced removal um, in the latter case it may even be that the other person, as I said before, stays with the part of, of the soul. The exact moment of a violent accident, for example, can even be erased from conscious memory for the sake of defending the psyche. However, there are many cases in which the person remembers perfectly what happened, like the end of a relationship or a fight, but somehow stopped being themselves after that. It's as if they had lost their glow, so to speak, in similar situations throughout life. And they may have the impression that they are no longer the same as before in the worst sense. That that's, can be very common when, you know, you have a very happy relationship and, it, you know, it goes through a break and uh, you feel the person can feel i'm not the same anymore i'm not as happy as before i don't have you know the same joy of living as when i was with that person they just feel different uh, and in the worst sense uh, an analysis of the case allows me to say which part of the soul was lost it was the soul response the part responsible for the joy the confidence courage boldness faith healthy ambition curiosity and independence creativity or if lost 
it was the, the part responsible for being spontaneous, for example. All of this are characteristics of our divine soul and with divine self, and without them, we are incomplete. An individual may even be able to carry on with his life without even suspecting that he's missing a piece, even finding it normal to feel a certain apathy from time to time. Especially nowadays with, you know, depression becoming the most, the, the, the main disease, number one disease in the whole world. But uh, what is this? I have another question for you. What, what is this emptiness that we feel if not the lack of ourselves? The most serious cases, serious cases are visible in chronic depression and madness in which the person has lost all taste for life or contact with the reality of this world. In practice, try to remember if at some point in your life you were much happier, more joyful, optimistic, positive, courageous, bold, willing, motivated, good-humored, playful, if you were more cool, tender, loving, confident, correct in the sense of ethics, if you were more authentic and uninhibited. Ultimately, have you ever been a better version of yourself than you are today? Have you had more pleasure in being you and enjoying your company? Over time, have you had become too serious due to responsibilities you have assumed, which is typical of adults, stopping having fun and feeling pleasure with any little thing as when you were younger a child? Have you had become sad, melancholy, insecure, fearful, unmotivated, grouchy, grumpy, pessimistic, negative, stressed, anxious, harsh, dry, needy, false, hypocritical? Have you become always playing the good person and measuring words to please people? Have you become shy, embarrassed, or even worse? Were you born like that? Do you miss who you once were? It's very likely that one or more parts of you are missing. These parts of your soul are somewhere in the spiritual world, which is a parallel reality, another existential, existential dimension. Perhaps you went the, your soul went there by her own will, which is very common, or was kidnapped because I have seen cases involving even black magic. Perhaps you abandoned or hurt her your soul and disappointed her a lot the, and like the case i i told about the, the woman who tried to 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 kill herself to attempt suicide several times perhaps your soul has decided not to accompany you at a new stage in your life because she was very happy in a certain place until that moment and then she it was an emptiness in the chest and the sadness that started to accompany you from there. Perhaps your soul loved someone so much that she couldn't stand the thought of being without their company, deciding to go alone when they left. And your chest has closed since then, and your heart has never loved anyone else with the same intensity, no matter how hard how hard you try to indulge you in a new relationship. And that happens a lot. Some people just can't love again. Perhaps your soul is sad away from you, feeling abandoned and longing for a reunion. Maybe she's angry and disappointed, not wanting to talk to you and hoping you get screwed. Maybe it's so she's so but so well and happy that she doesn't want to leave where she is to join you in your boring mundane life little life 
but uh, maybe she's she just sends you regards and wishes you happy birthday, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. But uh, oh, I'm so happy here. I won't go back to you. Perhaps your soul, knowing that you, she, and life are eternal, is patiently waiting for you to awaken your consciousness to other realities, bigger, better, and more meaningful than the one you live in. You know, your current existence, where you live to work and pay bills, that's not a life. One thing is for sure, you cannot have a full, happy and fulfilling life without your soul present and working for your best, because it's your soul who knows where your true happiness is and the best, short and easiest way to get there. After all, this is what she wants for you, the best. Because when you have fulfillment in life, it's your soul having fulfillment through you. But uh, I'll give you a last question. Are you given favorable conditions for this to happen? Or are you all out of pride of ignorance, sabotaging your own existence? That's it. That's it. What an interesting and wonderful subject, the soul retrieval. Uh, you can participate in the podcast by sending a voice message through the link in my Instagram bio, which is at GracieHo, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O. Yes, because I my host is Anchor and uh, it is possible for you to record a voice message for me through Anchor. You need to, you know, to make a... a put some data in and uh, but once you do this and uh, you you can record an audio up to one minute and this voice message can appear here in another episode and you will be notif notified and like as if you were in a radio program cool isn't it so Or you can reach me on Instagram to DM me a comment, a question, or a suggestion. If you like this podcast, subscribe on your favorite platform to receive new episodes. Or follow me on Instagram to find out when there will be a new one on the air. Stay well, and we'll talk again in the next episode.